seconds. Two seconds. Riddell all the way outside to Watford. Three on the way. Oh! And one in! And one in! And then the other way for the ball game! On today's Hoosier Experience, I talked to Tyler Tuckman of Inside the Hall about the latest in terms of IU scheduling, and we just kind of have a free-ranging conversation talking about IU basketball in general, but we touch on the announcement that the Maui Invitational will now be played in Nashville, North Carolina. We touch on some of the latest with recruiting, and Aminu Muhammad and Trey Kaufman, the latest developments in their recruiting processes, as well as the official, uh, the news that the, the season will start officially on November 25th. All that and more coming up here with Tyler Talkman of Inside the Hall. Again, if you enjoy this episode, if you enjoy all the episodes we do here with the Hoosier Experience, give me a follow at Aiden Kunst, A-I-D-A-N-K-U-N-S-T, or at Hoosier E-X-P pod on Twitter. Give us a five-star review, like, subscribe, do all those things that really help us out here at the Hoosier Experience. Thank you for listening. Here's Tyler Talkman. All right, welcome into another episode of the Hoosier Experience podcast. My name is Aiden Kunst, and today I wanted to go over uh, some of the latest news and notes uh, as it re- regards to uh, IU basketball. And joining me to do that is Tyler Talkman. He writes for Inside the Hall. He's a sophomore here at IU. Tyler, how you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing good, man. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, official CBB season starting November 25th. Um, you know, non-conference going to be pretty limited. What what were your takeaways from that that announcement that that we got an official start to the season? Obviously, I'm I'm excited for that. That's kind of my big thing. I'm just excited to to see how you play. And even if there's not going to be as much non conference, there's still some fun games that they can look forward to. Yeah, I mean, my biggest takeaway was that when the football season, Big Ten football season, was canceled. I mean, to me, that was just a sign that the college basketball season looked very grim in that. You know, we don't even get a chance to look to see if it's possible um, to play college sports. And then, you know, as as the last kind of month has gone on and, and obviously the ACC and SEC have uh, been playing and now the Big Ten uh, football came back. I mean, I saw that as a great sign and step in the right direction for basketball. And, and now basketball coming out with that with that set date. I mean, I think. Um, it's really just a big positive sign that everyone collectively thinks that that this can get done, um, whether it's with a bubble situation or not, which how we've seen it work um, with the NBA and then in the MLB without the bubble has kind of been hit and miss. But overall, um, it's 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 worked. But um, I mean, I really think that the fact that they're able to put a concrete date only 15 days um, behind what the normal start day was as just as very, very positive signs that, that we'll have basketball um, in the near future. Yeah. And, and additionally kind of the, you know, it's the date that they have now kind of coincides with when the IU students are going to go home. So that's something to keep in mind in terms of travel uh, with, you know, other schools coming here to assembly hall, 
the students won't be here. There won't be as much risk for exposure. What's your kind of opinion on should we have a season? Because this is something that obviously there have been a lot of arguments about on Twitter and the media. Um, should we have a season? Is it safe for the kids? You know, what's kind of your opinion on that? What What would you go? Would you do a bubble? How would you handle uh, the start to the season for, for college basketball? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that's extremely tough. Um, and, and I think for me what it comes down to is – is do the players want to play? Do they feel safe playing? And and we saw this a lot in college football where guys like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields really stepped up and said, you know, we're we're willing to to play with the risks of, you know, possibly getting coronavirus and and then and then also creating a safe environment to where if there's people that feel like they're not safe and, and they don't want to risk it, that they won't be penalized or or you know cast away because they they think that the health risks are too big to play so i think it's creating that kind of taking away that stigma of if you don't want to play then then you know you're looked down upon i think that someone who who doesn't want to play cuz maybe they have a family member or or a pre-existing condition or something like that 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 shouldn't be um looked down upon at all and, and create a safe environment um, for for them to feel feel okay with not playing, and then in terms of the bubble situation, um, I mean I think that that's sustainable um, for a couple of days. Like the Maui Invitational, I think could could easily be um, that could be done for that. Um, but for the kind of like I don't know if a two week kind of bubble situation would work unless it is like like in that two week or. Uh, kind of span in between Thanksgiving break and winter break when the students aren't on campus. And that's kind of been called the golden window. And, and that's really the huge opportunity for uh, college basketball to get all their games and, and where you can see these kind of bubbles pop up because um, students really don't have to worry about going to in-person classes at all. Right. And you, you mentioned the Maui Invitational. Obviously, news comes out today will not be played on the beaches of Hawaii, but now it has been moved to the mountains of Asheville, North Carolina, your home state, uh, a place I've spent some time in. What do you think about that, man? Uh, IU's going to be headed to to Asheville. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, my first takeaway is the beaches are a little different um, in Asheville because yeah. there's there's not beaches at all. Um, yes, there's not beaches. It is a beautiful place. Though. It is very nice. Uh, beautiful mountains. And, um, I mean, it'll surely be very cold there, up there in November. Um I mean, I, I really don't think that the venue has has a huge impact on what's going to happen in the tournament. I'm sure that Archie Miller would have loved to be down there in flip-flops and sandals and maybe even a cut-off shirt in, in Maui. Um, but, I mean, in this sort of situation right now, um, I mean, it's less travel than they would have had originally. So I, I don't think the location necessarily plays a huge role in, in how we see IU um, perform. Yeah, and, and this it'll be played from uh, November 30th to December 2nd. And let's just talk a little bit about the field because there's not a lot to talk about, and it's fun to kind of talk about who's in this tournament. So IU, Carolina, Stanford, Providence, Davidson, UNLV, Texas, Bama. That's a pretty loaded field. Uh, Carolina, obviously, is Carolina. Stanford on the come up actually just landed a, a commitment from Harrison Ingram, the five-star, about 20 minutes ago have Zaire Williams, another five-star on their roster for uh, the Maui Invitational. 
Texas um, got Greg Brown. They, they have some talent. Davidson's always good. Providence is always good. What do you think about this field and how IU stacks up to the competition? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's definitely going to be a be a challenge, and and what you kind of get in in this situation right now with the the season being pushed back is you don't have that uh, New Jersey uh, Tech or Institute of Technology game in early November, um, so you don't kind of have those tune ups, and you just kind of get you know thrown into the fire very quickly. Um, and and uh, I'm from Chapel Hill, so obviously I have you know, a little bit of bias with North Carolina, but they have two five-star big men coming in, uh, in Dayron Sharp and uh, Walker Kessler. They have Garrison Brooks, who was the ACC's most improved uh, player last year. So if you see, like, Indiana go up against someone like North Carolina, I'm really watching to see what Trace Jackson Davis does against them to see, you know, how much he's improved and, and, and what he can do against that top-level talent that he'll be having to go up against um, day in and day out in the Big Ten. So I think that'll be a huge measure, measuring stick for, for guys like that. And, and, and then also, you know, if you see him go up, a guy like Greg Brown, I think it's just it, – it'll be a very interesting um, kind of situation to see see what type of growth um, early on. And, and, I mean, it might not be the best basketball, but, but that's when you really see the things like hustle and really who wants it more, maybe not as much – um, like just the just raw skill. Yeah, and how about talking about raw skill? I mean, Christian Lander, this very well could be his first game uh, in college, a guy who just turned 18 over the summer. Um, you know, these teams have some good guards. I mean, obviously, Caleb Love coming into Carolina. Caleb actually played against Christian last year. I was at that game, a uh, pretty good game. Cr- Christian is, is needing to add some weight, and, and we don't really know what he's going to look like in terms of how he'll fare against top-level competition. And this field certainly has top-level competition. What, what do you think about that with Christian Lander? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you hit that point um, right on the head with him is that, um, you know, just watching, watching him play and, and his highlights is that, I mean, his athleticism is just off the charts, insanely quick first step, very springy. Um, he makes great backdoor cuts has good vision, um, and can shoot the ball pretty well too, explosive athleticism. And at the same time, I mean, he weighs a buck 65, and, and you have him going up against down-the-road guys like Ayo Desumu. Like, I mean, he's just going to get thrown around if he's at that weight. So, Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, I think it comes down to, to what he can do with Cliff Marshall um, in the weight room, and, and who knows, you know, how much weight he can really put on in the next – month or two you know it might be me a decent amount but I think that maybe could be a reoccurring theme that we see from him over the next uh this season is that he just he needs to add strength through to his frame and I think that that may uh lead to what what ends up being him coming back for a second year yeah for sure and 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 one thing with Christian I mean I, I would just urge fans to be patient with him and I think for the most part fans have expressed uh patience with Christian but it's not going to be you know 16 and 6 right away with him um it's going to be a a year where he has to grow and then ultimately hopefully he can get to that level next year if he comes back assuming he comes back let's look at some other kind of scheduling notes here um obviously going to be a a much smaller non-conference slate than usual but it looks like the ACC Big Ten Challenge Looking at December 8th, December 9th for their dates, they want to play those on campus. Uh, so we'll see 
what that looks like, but that's a likely game against Virginia for IU that they would have non-conference. The Gavit games, the Crossroads Classic, those still are kind of up in the air, but that would be Butler and probably Xavier. Um, do, you know, do you think that kind of the Maui plus plus the ACC Big Ten and, and these other things, you know, do you think that can that can prepare IU for for a, a loaded Big Ten schedule? And the thing about that is you just really don't get a breath of of fresh air in terms of getting yep. a yep. Get, getting mm-hmm. any break. I mean, with with there being a limited schedule, like I was saying before, you're not going to get the cupcake games. Um, so I mean, it's really gonna really gonna test the team to see how they can um, make adjustments very quickly because you're not going to have um, you know a a, a walk walkover game to to adjust to things that you know you may play North Carolina one day and then you're playing, um, you know, Virginia the next day. So um, I think it'll just be a test to how quickly um, the team can adapt. Yeah, for sure. And uh, that, you know, that's a great non-conference schedule that'll have some fun games for IU fans. Let's kind of transition to to recruiting a little bit. And, you know, I read your piece today. You talked to Sean Harmon, Aminu Muhammad, or you talked to Aminu Muhammad, uh, and, and a lot was made in that article uh, about Sean Harmon, Aminu, Aminu's uh, guardian, who who seems to be kind of directing that recruitment. Uh, five-star guy, really solid defender, can score both ways. He's a wing. Um, with Aminu Muhammad, you know, where do you think IU stands? Where, you know, how big of a priority should he be? How big of a priority is he? Obviously, he's a five-star talent. What's your read there on the the Minu Muhammad situation? Yeah, I mean, I think outside of Trey Kaufman, um, I think you know he should be a guy that that IU um, is going after pretty hard. And I and I mean, I think they are are a priority. Um, they've made him a priority in the, in their recruiting class because if you look at the the twenty twenty one recruiting class right now, all you have is Logan Duncombe, um, center from Indiana. And and you could, you know, be losing – you're obviously going to be losing Al Durham. You're going to be losing Joey Brunk. There's a good chance you're going to be losing Trace Jackson Davis, maybe Christian Landry. We'll see. But, I mean, there, that's a lot of holes, in my opinion. So, I think you almost need to either bring in Kaufman or Muhammad um, for that 21 class because there's going to be a lot of scoring – um, that's going to be leaving after this year. And I think Kaufman or Mohammed can be guys that can instantly come in and, and make an impact. And, and one of the things that um, Kaufman, uh, I've talked to him a couple of times, Trey, is that, you know, he can come in and, and take Trace's minutes if, if Trace does leave. So, um, you know, those are two guys that you can just plug in immediately. And, and then I think IU will, will, will really need. Yeah, for sure. And and you talk about Kaufman. Here's a guy who IU's been on forever, right? I mean, IU has been on this guy for a long time. He still has not committed. Um, fans, you know, really want Trey Kaufman. I think he is obviously important for IU to land in that 2021 class. Although Mason Miller's a guy who could kind of be a backup plan, assuming they don't land Kaufman. Kaufman, sorry, uh, Kaufman t- took on officials to, to UNC, to Virginia. There seems to be some momentum uh, for Kaufman toward, towards the ACC there. Uh, you know, you have talked to him. What, what are you hearing with that? I mean, is, is it time to, to start worrying if you're an IU fan with Trey Kaufman? I mean, to me, 
the way he's going about this recruiting process makes makes sense. Um, I've talked to his high school coach. I've talked to him. I've talked to his math teacher, and the way that he thinks is very meticulous. He he takes his time with time with um, decisions, and in his math class, um, he's almost the last one to finish every time. He'll take extra time okay, yeah. if he needs it. Yeah. And, and to me, his recruitment is just a reflection of that. He's not going to be a guy that's going to take one visit and automatically commit there. Um, and so, I mean, I, I don't really know if it's if it's a good or bad sign for Indiana that he's taking this long, but I think it's more just of a product of, of how what the type of person he is and how he goes about making decisions. Yeah, and Trey is someone who – do you think, you know – IU, let's say they get Trey Kaufman, they lose TJD, they lose Brunk, obviously, uh, he graduates. Do you think they go out and try to add, you know, a, a big man grad transfer? Because, you know, you look down the line that they're adding Logan Duncombe. Logan's not going to be ready to start right away. Um, that's, I'm pretty sure of that. I'd be pretty surprised if Logan Duncombe was starting next year. Um do you think they got to go out and, and get one of these these top transfers at the center position? I mean, it's becoming easier and easier to kind of add a, a transfer, as we've seen, you know, Kentucky getting Olivier Saar from Wake Forest, who's a super productive big man. You think IU go, just goes down that route next offseason? I mean, I think that could be a, be a very reasonable possibility because one of the things when I look at that roster for next year is that, like you were saying, if, if Trace – goes to the NBA draft, you have uh, Joey Brunk leaving. And, I mean, the only really tested big man you have left is Race Thompson. And Race kind of came – Who's six foot eight. Right. right? Yeah, he's not a true center. He came, you know, on with some strong games last year. um, But he really really hasn't proven himself night in and night out. So if Trace does leave – and even if you do get Trey Kaufman, I think you need to add more depth, depth to that that four or five position. Um, and 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 if you don't get Trey Kaufman, then then I think you really need to start fishing, and and it gets to the point where where you really need to get some big men um, into the class. Absolutely. And, you know, could that be a Mason Miller? Uh, we don't know. You know, maybe they take both Kaufman and Miller. I, I don't know exactly what Archie's planning there. Uh, Tyler, what was your your opinion of the, the Kenya Hunter hire? I think that was pretty much universally praised. But what, what did you you think about that? What, what are your impressions of him? I'm sure you probably, uh, if you haven't talked to him, you've, you've certainly probably were at the press conference and, and stuff like that. So what are your impressions of Kenya? What, what do you think he brings to the table with IU? Yeah, I mean, I think it's simply just, it, it makes sense really. Um, and one of the things that came up in, his, in the press conference with him when he was introduced was that um, Archie has really, since he's come here, he's, he's been able to, um, to execute that, that inside out recruiting plan um, with Indiana and bringing in, the last three Indiana Mr. Basketballs and, and Kenya Hunter being from the DMV, um, he adds another layer to that now. And, and we've seen it in, and it's only been, you know, two weeks since he uh, was brought onto the staff and, and they've already offered four guys in the 2022 class from, from the DMV. So he adds another layer to that recruiting to where let's secure the guys in Indiana 
And now let's let's try to bring in guys from the East Coast. Let's try to take them away from a Virginia, from a North Carolina, from a Maryland. And then you can really start seeing um, um, the roster come together talent-wise. And one of the things he said, too, was um, when you look at a roster, you need to have three guys that you look at and can say, I think they can play at the next level. So when you bring, you know, a couple guys from Indiana like that, maybe take some guys from Maryland or, or Virginia, and then you really start – start to build some momentum um, um, really recruiting nationally. And, and on top of that, I think something that's really overlooked with, with him is his ability to develop players. Um, he's worked with Roy Hibbert, Otto Porter Jr., um, and among other guys that, that have made it to the N- uh, NBA. So I think that's one kind of aspect of his coaching abilities that's been overlooked by the recruiting too, is that, you know, he's, he has a great amount of experience working with guys that are playing at the top level. Absolutely. And, and you've already seen with Hunter, right? Just since he's been hired, what I use Alford, you know, Masai Troutman, Rodney Rice, uh, Fevor Ayer, however you say that, I'm sure I'm butchering that, but, you know, kind of getting to the, uh, you know, expanding that that recruiting footprint is, seems to be an emphasis for Kenya and for Archie. Um, just quickly, let's touch on the team. Um, I think I saw they were picked to fix or uh, picked to finish seventh in the Big Ten, and I thought, yeah, that's about right. Uh, where do you see this team uh, relative to the Big Ten? Where do you see them um, going into the the twenty twenty one season? Yeah, I mean. I think middle Big Ten is is reasonable. Um, I think their ceiling could be top top four, maybe depending on how the yeah. pieces come yeah. together. Um, and, and my biggest kind of question is just how you see the guards, the the guard rotation play out um, in terms of um, Archie was saying he he wants to maybe find a starting lineup where where or not even a starting lineup, just a rotation where you have. Christian Lander, Rob Finnessy, and Al Durham all in the same lineup. So you have a kind of a smaller lineup compared to what they had last year. Um, and if they end up doing that, one of the things that Rob Finnessy brings is, is, is control. He's just a very calm presence. And if you have the ball in the hands of Christian Lander instead of Rob, then is he not as, as effective off the ball because he can't be that calming presence with the ball, you know, bringing it, bringing it up and, and running the offense. And then just with, with Leo and, and Galloway and Freshman and, and, and Armand Franklin to see what type of jumps he's been able to make. There's, I just see a lot, a lot of guards that don't have a lot of experience um, besides Al Durham and Rob Finnessy. So I'm just – my biggest question is, is how they're going to be able to um, work, work a rotation and, and all be able to be somewhat productive. Yeah, that's a that's a fair question, and there's kind of a lot of like you say guards. There's a lot of kind of like undersized wings almost. You know, uh, some of the guys aren't you know that that maybe you consider guards don't necessarily have the best handle. Whether it's Anthony Leal not having a great handle, but then you got Trey Galloway who is maybe not a prolific scorer at this point, uh, at least at the college level. So it'd be interesting to watch as we get into the season, which is officially going to start, as I said, on November 25th, IU will go to Asheville for the Maui Invitational on 1130, November 30th. Tyler, where can we, uh, where can the listeners find your work? Can, do you have a Twitter, every, everything like that? Go ahead and 
plug yourself? Yeah, you, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at um, Tyler underscore T15. Um, and I'm also, like I said before, um, right for Inside the Hall. So you can uh, find my work on InsideTheHall.com. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you so much.